The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest episode of Wrestling With Jonas. We are live. We are live across YouTube, Twitch and Facebook Live. So if you are watching, please get in touch with the show and I'll tell you how to do that in just a moment. Uh, but I'm going to introduce my guest on the right hand side of the screen there. You can see the current Cornish Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, Interim Champion. We will get into that. And the current Evolution Pro or the Evolution Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, Simon Quest. Simon, great to have you on the show. How are you doing, my friend? Absolutely fantastic. I'm a bit sweaty, as I think most of the country is right now. Um, but otherwise, I am a box of fluffy ducks, as Bruce Pritchard says. So, yeah, no, cracking. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And uh, we'll kind of get into kind of how I first uh, become in uh, introduced to yourself and a couple of things we've done for United Wrestling uh, during the course of this interview. But for anybody watching live at home, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can do. If you want to send your questions or your comments through for Simon Quest, uh, just send them through using your chosen device. And we do our very best during the course of this interview, however long it goes, to bring up your questions live on air. And we've had a few questions that have dropped through already. But before we start chatting to Simon, uh, just a quick reminder of my recent guests and another reminder as to why you should be subscribing to my YouTube channel. Uh, and in August, of course, I had episode four of my Legends Masterclass series, parts one and parts two of my interview with legendary World of Sport ring announcer Lee Bamba is now up, so please go and check that one out. Other August interviews include KM Lane, of course, Tony Sin, and uh, the wonderful Rev Pro, undisputed British heavyweight champion Michael Oku, who successfully defended his championship and regained the actual belt at the Copper Box a couple of weekends ago against Trent Seven. Uh, more recently, I've had uh, the Flynn Daddy, Flynn Burden, on the show for episode 316. And last week, had the wonderful Francesca, uh, a ring announcer that Simon might be familiar with. She came on the show last week and we had a wonderful conversation. Now, uh, some of you more uh, eagle-eyed might have noticed that uh, I should have had an interview earlier on this week. I was feeling a little bit poorly, uh, but I have rescheduled or will be rescheduling my interview with uh, Miley Schmidt very, very soon. Likely to take place next month, but I will reveal that very, very soon. And stay tuned until the end of this episode and you'll uh, get uh, a glimpse of uh, the rest of my interviews for the remainder of September. We are in September, aren't we? The, the months and the year is absolutely flying already. But first of all, I want to bring up this picture here. And look at this, Simon, two belts. Uh, the summer of Simon Quest, of course. Uh, there he is in all of his glory. Um, and uh, what, what a wonderful 2023 it's been. And uh, I know that you've been plying your trade out there on the on the Indies around the, the south and the southwest of the UK for the last couple of years now. We will get into that. But in a nutshell, 2023 has been an awesome year for you, hasn't it? And uh, kind of it, it seems to be a bit of a breakout year for you, Simon. I, th I, you know, I appreciate you saying that. I never thought... Um... I'd be getting to even a point where you're talking about breakout years and, and notoriety or even being put on a podcast. Sorry, I know you don't like podcasts, even put on a show like this, uh, Jonas. But no, 2023 has been, um, I don't know, if 2022 was me introducing myself to what wrestling is, 2023 has been more about me finding myself and really pushing myself to the limits of what's possible. And I've, I'm just so grateful to all the promoters and any opportunities I've had for some of the opponents I've been given. 
I've learned so much just in the space of the last few months. And then, yeah, I, I don't know how it's happened. Well, I know how it's happened, but um, to come away to currently have two championships to my name um, to in two very different promotions geographically, um, and potentially a third, which which we'll come to, uh, which we which will. I want, which which, you know, <laughs> which, are, which I'm gunning for, um, is me just trying to achieve as much as possible as quickly as possible. And uh, you know, when when you why go against the grain when you when you got the motivation, the passion, and, and and seemingly the support from a lot of fans out there, which I'm tremendously grateful for. I'm just going to ride that wave as, uh, as as much as possible and as hard as possible as I can. Absolutely, we will be talking about your your fan support. Um, but I mean that that transition from 2022 to 2023, and uh, I described it as a breakout year for you. But uh, did you have a particular mindset going into 2023 from last year? Well, where was your head at, and and how did you intend to tackle the year ahead to the point where you know it has kind of exploded for you this year? I think 2022 um, was just about me proving to myself that I could do it. Like I could go out there, I could be a performer, I could get into the ring with some of these legends and some of the names even, I think in my first sort of 20 matches that I was lucky enough to wrestle uh, was pretty surreal, but I was very much the, you, know, you never stop being a novice um, for a long time, but I was very much the guy just sort of showing up and listening. Um, 2023, I decided, okay, I've, I've sort of ticked that box. I've, I've proven I can be a wrestler. 2023 was more about how can I be the best wrestler I could possibly be? Um, and uh, one of my big things this year was actually getting into shape. Uh, I sort of try, I'm trying to move away from having this sort of lovable, cuddly bad bod um, that, that, um, that, that comes with, with a man of my years and actually get into shape and take, and take this uh, even more seriously than I possibly can. So started that in January, started on a, a, a cracking program with, uh, with Yeston Reese, you know, an, an early plug for him and, and what he's done for me. Um, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life and, and with that has come just newfound confidence to attack every match and every show with uh, just just the most best attitude and be as entertaining as I could possibly be and, and genuinely I, I, I just love wrestling. I, I, it's not even like, I think last year I, I think about all the nerves that I'd have sort of before I stepped through the curtain and I'm like, oh no, I, don't, I really hope I don't screw it up. Now it's just, it's living the moment and um, yeah, just, just absolutely loving it, enjoying it. And I, and I like to think that translates in performances, right? I think the best wrestlers are the ones that are out there just having fun and love their craft. Um, and, and that's that's what I want to be for as long as I possibly can be. Yeah, and you touched on it earlier on or just a moment ago and it's kind of like the, uh, the body positive, the body transformation, the transformation yeah. between 2022 and 2023. And you said you've worked with or alongside uh, Yeston Reese, and we'll talk about him yeah. uh, in a different sense in a moment. But uh, I mean, what, what's your routine nowadays? How has it changed? How have you stepped up your routine in the gym or uh, dietary wise? Tell us what's changed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's abs are made in the kitchen. Um, it's, it's, it's the hardest thing when you're a working dad of two with a family to um, sort of avoid the takeaways and, and, and all sorts of weekends. But I do it because I, I always have this mentality of years gone by that because I'm quite an active guy. I used to run marathons before, before I wrestled and because I felt like I was going on these really long runs and I was burning off all these calories, it automatically meant I can have infinite food tokens and eat what I want. And, um, and then I was sort of like surprised Pikachu face at why I still had like the body that I did, you know. Um, and it wasn't really until I sort of started chatting to Yestin and talking to him about uh, like just macros and nutrition and um, really sort of being accountable to yourself and keeping track of what you're eating and what you're putting in your body that it sort of like start to make sense. And honestly, it, it, the transformation within the first few weeks was enough to me, for me to think, 
wow, this is this is something I really need to, to, to stick out and crack on with and continue doing, you know. So I'm really proud of where I am now. I, 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 one of my short-term goals this year was get to a point where I could wrestle topless. I know that sounds naff, but I, I think of wrestlers and the best wrestlers, they, they sort of proud bodies on display. I, I, you know, I've always been, been a fan of big wrestlers um, and it just gives you sort of that empowering confidence. So, you know, we've got, got my gear guy on, on, on sort of speed dial, uh, looking to maybe show off a bit more skin for the rest of the year, which which, um, which, I, which I'm looking forward to doing. And uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of like one of my many goals is just, uh, just to come away from wrestling eventually, being able to look back at photos, videos, footage, just my scrapbook and think, you know what, I, I literally put everything I could into that. And yeah. the body part of it is, is a big thing. And that's not me knocking any other sort of body shapes or sizes because there's a place for it all in wrestling. Um, but for me personally, I just I just want to be that guy. That yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And a few people that are watching us uh, live at home, Simon, uh, we've got uh, uh, Ali Speller, um, CPW hey, are here. Uh, thank you, Ali, for watching. Thank you for your support. United Wrestling are also watching as well, and we'll be uh, bringing them up uh, later on for sure. And uh, a certain Ben Parsons is watching. Thank you, Ben. Uh, evening, everybody. And um, a promotion close to my heart and close to where I live, Immortal Wrestling. John is bringing us the very best the country has to offer. Um, indeed, I am with Simon Quest. Um, but I, I brought up the pictures earlier on. I'm going to bring them back up because they're, they're pretty special pictures. Simon Two Belts sure. there. Uh, there you are with the CPW, the Cornish Pro Wrestling Heavyweight title and the Evolution Wrestling Heavyweight title. And uh, to be a double champ, and I know that you're a two-time Evolution Wrestling champion, yeah. and we will kind of break that down in a bit, and you won the, the, the CPW Championship, um, albeit as an interim champion um, earlier on this summer. But to, to know that you're a double champion, uh, this kind of early into your career, um, that must be a special feeling inside you. You know, from a personal standpoint, you must be pretty proud of that. Honestly, it's, um, and, and you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to have these belts sort of displayed um, at home, you know, in the kitchen. And when you get relatives, family, friends come in and what's that? I take absolute delight in showing them off. You know, it's like, you have to quite kind of explain what pro wrestling is at the same time, which is also fun. But it's um, it, it's it is it is crazy. Um, I went a lot of my life through being an absolute wrestling super fan, and I still am a wrestling super fan. And I had all the memorabilia, I had replica belts myself. And for so many years, it was like, oh, did you win them, Simon? Did you win those belts that you got on display? And it's like, no, no, just they're, they're like you know collections. And and so to now have two real legit ones that I've actually earned and, and you know, fought for. And I can, there's a story behind them because there is this, I can tell a tale about sort of the, the, the lineage and the history and the promotions that they, they represent. Um, yeah, it's, it's all, it's all very surreal. I, I do feel like my feet don't really touch the floor with this, this kind of stuff. And this, and like I said, it, it's very, very early into my wrestling career. So, um, yeah, it's, it's one that I try to reflect on quite a lot and just, just how blessed I am to, be given those chances but um yeah it's 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 amazing like the 10 year old inside me just can't believe it yeah we will be talking about your, your wrestling fandom a bit later on but uh, uh let's talk a bit about cpw in particular cornish pro wrestling and yep. uh, you became their interim heavyweight champion there you are <laughs> uh looking quite spectacular draped across the bar shortly after winning the championship but uh um, pictures courtesy of uh, Jude Photography, so shout out to Jude Photography. Yeah. And uh, I mean, CPW, they've 
only really come onto my radar maybe in the last year, year and a half. And I think when I interviewed L.A. Taylor uh, about a year and a half ago, we spoke about CPW. Um, and uh, it's really come onto my radar more so since and certainly doing my preparation for yourself. Um, but they're a, a company that's very special to your heart. But you've only been performing for them this year, I understand. Year. And year, you became yeah. their interim champion um, early summer, about July. So tell us a bit about your journey with CPW so far and uh, what led you to becoming the, the interim champion then, Simon? Um, I think it all started, so when I was chancing my arm last year in 2022 and looking at promotions that I'd like to work for, because I, I must admit one of my biggest failings is I don't put myself out there as much as I should do, and I, I'm, I'm obviously learning that lesson now. Um, CPW was one of those ones that I, I sort of saw, and I saw the, the types of shows they're putting on, and a lot of the talent that I, I was really respecting that were on those shows, like, like Lauren and um, like uh, Smoking Aces and... Uh, Bullet and all that stuff. And I thought, you know, this is this is like looks like a place I really want to be. I like the presentation. Um, I, I liked what they were they, they were they're putting on. So I just as you do, chance my arm and I, I heard they were under new ownership this year. Uh, so uh, it slipped into their DMs, which I'm sure Ali appreciated at the time, as I was one of many, and just said, look, you know, I, I heard you're under new leadership. Good luck, all the best. Still very, very interested in in uh, in coming and doing some work with you guys. And they're like, as it happens, we got this this match in uh, in, in Truro, and it was uh, it was it, they said let's slap you in the heavyweight title match. And, and yeah, I'm blessed to be six foot six and, and not a small guy. So uh, I was like, yeah, cool, let's let's jump it. You know, life's too short to say no. And and there, there I was sort of thrust with thrust in a match with long term um, champion of stalwart Jason King and uh, Saxon Huxley, of, of, formerly of NXT UK and now of of Noah, who's um, it, it, again it's just a real eclectic mix there it is that's that's the graphic um an eclectic mix of like experiences and talent all in one match all different styles and, and honestly it was probably one of the most fun matches i've had in my short career just just in, in as far as enjoyment goes you had everything you had big meaty men beating the crap out of each other you had the panto aspects which i love as well and um, fan interaction the crowd were hot the crowd were really hot that that night as well um came away from it eating the pin unfortunately but i'll put that down to an experience and uh and yeah, and, and luckily, luckily for me, I've made enough of an, of an impression that I was uh, invited back to, to the next show. And um, again, that was, that was uh, what I was actually invited to do there was, was actually defend my Evo belt on the, on the next CPW show as uh, a sort of like a exhibition championship match. And uh, myself and Liam Jones, who, I, who I'm sure I'll get into when we talk a bit more about Evo mm. and my journey so far, a bit of a story past there, we ended up having a uh, like no DQ match, which... Again, I've had some crazy matches with Liam, but that was certainly one of the craziest ones. And and, and privileged again to be able to do that for a promotion like CPW. That again was another hot crowd. Um, that just brought the absolute best funny. out of there. There we go. Outside of myself and Liam, uh, we took the fight out to the streets. We were hitting each other with everything we could. I think you know I took a power driver on a kitchen sink. Oh, all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. all the good stuff. You know, so <laughs> lots of fun. Um, and and you know again, it's like I. I, I I fell in love with the crowd in Cornwall, and and fortunately, I, I like to think they they were getting on my side. Uh, at which point, um, yeah, I, I, I was found out. I was, I was booked into the the title match at the, at the latest showing in viewed at the start of the summer. So at the start of the well, kicked off the summer of Simon Quest. Indeed. And and and, and that's where I picked up uh, the interim title. Whilst uh, Saxon Huxley's doing very well for himself over in Noah, but hopefully, um, uh, my I get to. Prove myself against him when he comes back, and 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 be able to prove to myself that I can actually beat him. Because I've got a bit of a story passing him as well, so that'll be an interesting one if I can hold on to that interim title 
uh, for as long as I can um, <clears throat> as and when he returns. Absolutely. Now, I think this might have been the, the match where you actually also this. You, you mentioned about the hot yeah. crowd. I mean, CPW always uh, bring the hot crowd, the great atmosphere, the yeah. tremendous talent um, and uh, the, the fan interaction. And uh, yes. I think this might have been uh, some of your recent matches with CPW for sure. Uh, I think that might have been uh, Brazen who you had the match with um, and it, yeah. uh, Simon Angry Eyes, I think that is. For sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my Mr. Potato Head, Mr. Angry Eyes. But that CPW show was just bonkers for so many reasons. It was um, a, a really lovely venue, but I think there was like a contingent of fans that had, um, they come over from Belgium and uh, they were just like chanting. I think there must be about eight or 10 of them um, that were just chanting in like Belgian, like language, or what, I don't know what you're speaking about, if you get from my ignorance, but they were just Blemish, like, is, is that what it is? Oh, sorry, I think so. I could be completely wrong. If anybody wants to correct me, you can do. <laughs> but, they, but, they, but they were they were awesome. And they were just riling the crowd up. And they were getting behind absolutely everything that was happening. I think, they again, it's just, you know, you get caught in the moment, which I do. A lot of my matches just sort of forget where I am sometimes. But I just climbed on the bar and gave a, a dusty elbow off the top off the top of the bar to, to all brazen just because you just start feeling it, you know. And it's um, but it's, I, I feel like every time I wrestle for CPW, that's just one of the best things about it. It's just the, for the fans and the atmosphere. I think they're, they're committed to putting on the best shows possible. And I feel like the fans there are just are there to watch them wrestling and, and not sit on their hands. It's uh, yeah, it's a privilege to wrestle from and be their Absolutely. champion. And uh, we've got Ali again asking, uh, which is the best belt? I think the best belt is the one that you hold, isn't it, Simon? Uh, they're certainly pretty, pretty neat looking belts for sure. Or, or uh, actually talking well, about which which is your favourite out of the two, but uh, the two that you hold. But uh, I know that the the CPW Championship in there is there. It's a beautiful looking. Uh, looking yeah, it's it's, it's like choosing between my kids. It's like choosing between my kids. I oh, like, you I, can't I, do I, that. I them both equally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, let me just get my slides all organised here. And. Uh, uh, ben Parsons, uh, once again, uh, the CPW in Penstow. That was a great show. Uh, the first time that uh, I think he must be the MC then. So uh, apparently the main was. event was something spectacular, uh, recalls uh, Ben. And uh, yeah, they do speak a lot of different languages, Belgians, mainly French, Flemish, I was right, there and Dutch. Go. Thank you, Ben, for correcting me. You saved my bacon there, my friend. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about. Um, evolution wrestling and i'm sure yes. cpw would definitely come up again during the course of this conversation and uh, now they're firmly on my radar seem like an awesome company and uh, like i say draw some fantastic crowds some amazing talent some wonderful shows um and i'm gonna have to try and make my way down there at some point sooner or later but uh, um evw um evolution yes. wrestling and uh, like i say that's kind of where you cut your teeth where you, uh, you know, learnt the ropes literally and figuratively, um, and uh, they've got a, a very, very special place in in your heart. Um, and you are a two-time EVW champion mm. as well. Uh, you, you won the title last year, and then again, uh, would it have been about March this year, March, April time? April first. Yeah, 1st it was. yeah. Tell us a bit about your journey with um, with Evolution Wrestling because it's been a it's been a uh, spectacular one certainly as far as yourself and Simon Quest is concerned and many would argue that we we probably wouldn't have the Simon Quest that we love and know now if it wasn't for EVW. One hundred percent, you wouldn't have Simon Quest if it wasn't for the support and belief that Evolution Wrestling and the Next Gen Academy put behind me. Um, I mean. It's, it's a funny one because I feel like 
I sort of hit the ground running with with Evolution Wrestling, and I've uh, I just haven't stopped, and, and and now I'm here as a sitting here as a two time champion. I always say the second belt always means more. I think I think a lot of people say that in wrestling because it shows you did it once, you did okay, and then you know you're good enough to sort of get it again. And, and the lineage of that belt itself goes back to 2004, so you know it's, it's nearly 20 years old. And some of the names that passed through held that belt, and then I see I, you know I see those titans, those wrestling gods, and and then there's little old Simon Quest, well not little old, but you know Simon Quest on on the on the title history, but twice on this on, mm. on cage matches. Uh, it's it's all a bit surreal, but I'm very very passionate about that belt. I feel like it's um, I think holding on to that belt aligns with a lot of my purpose and values as a wrestler. I, I, I like to um, approach things with a lot of respect, a lot of integrity, a lot of stewardship. And um, if I'm going to hold a belt, even if it is for my home promotion, because which is an honour in itself, um, I'm just going to continue to assume the role of like well i have to i have to lead the show and put on the best show possible that i possibly can you know that's not me trying to tread on anyone's toes but i understand the, the weight of responsibility um, and what that means and i know some people shy away from that and, and that's absolutely fine it, it's, it's an aspect to be in the show right i know it's you know it's, it's being cast as a king in a play but it's um it's, it's an important role and no matter who i'm against what i'm against um being the champion means the world me and that that pressure that privilege will will never be lost to me um but sorry you asked about the journey for evolution mm. uh, and, and play and please do cut me off if i start waffling in my, in my you carry on so, uh, like i said i've been told i sound a bit like a west country jimmy carr so then let me know but originally um i was actually supposed to, i so I, I joined i started training to be a wrestler um about, about 2021 um uh, during covid that's when i decided to do it i'm probably going to my decision to start um uh, a bit later on, but I, I was I, I was originally being like lined up to be this monster heel. Um, a lot of people say, you know, you're six foot six, Simon. Yeah, you know, you're, you're going to come across as a, as as a big guy. You know, you, you have to be this heel. And, and and everything I was being groomed for in training, everything, all the drills, I was being positioned as the big man, the guy who was going to throw people about and be mean and horrible, get angry and be Mister Angry Eyes, but in a bad way, sort of thing. And uh, and and literally right up until my first match, it was like, right, okay, let's get your first match out of the way. Let's put you out there. It's Boxing Day 2021. Evolution Wrestling's uh, traditional tr traditionally biggest show is on Boxing Day. That's when we call the biggest crowd. It's a great atmosphere. Everyone's Christmas vibes. Um, they, I was lucky enough to have my debut against uh, uh, Mulligan. Um, so yeah, that that was a big big match there, and, they, and I had loads of family and friends in the audience, and they decided to put me out of space. So. Um, I sort of did it as a face, and then uh, and I think Rob and uh, Liam, sort of the promoters there, they, they must have liked what they saw and decided, all right, we'll keep you as a face for the next one, and, and, and then the next one, and the next one. And, and in the back of my mind, it's like, okay, but I am supposed to be this this big heel eventually. Like, I'm supposed to, you know, a lot of my inspiration and then wrestlers I was fans of was like, you know, your canes and, and, and your warlords and, and like your big monsters and stuff. Um, yeah. and, uh, and it just didn't happen. And but before I knew it, I was like, Okay, I was, I was almost like learning on the job. It's like I'm learning how to be a, a babyface in in these matches, and 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 I think I sort of credit that the way it panned out is I didn't get to overthink it. I was just I was just a I was just a good guy in a match that just has to right. Okay, I've got to flick a switch. I've got to be a John Cena. I've got to be a, a Hulk Hogan. I've got to be like the, a, a, the the fans are cheering me. Let's just channel that. Let's just let them know that that means a lot to me, and and, and that's how I approached. That and then it, it became a point where okay, I was uh, I'm I guess I'm a, I'm a face and sort of been a face for the last two and a, uh, one and a half years and uh, everywhere I've gone. Um, so of course there comes the gear with bright colours and 
And before you know it, you sort of learn to love it, and it, it becomes a, a, a an addiction. Pressure, a privilege, um, <laughs> again, but it's uh, it, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a great feeling, an awesome feeling, and I'm, and I'm grateful for the fans that have not got bored of me yet, if I'm being honest. So um, it's, 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 let's see how much how much we push it. I'm constantly feeling the pressure to be like more interesting and do more sort of like um, interactive stuff in my ring style, and, and certainly this summer, along along with the consecutive shows and matches I've had, and great opponents I've had, and stories and feuds. Um, in the back of my mind, I'd be thinking, right, it's let, let's see out 2023 um, with Evolution Wrestling and everywhere um, with a few more tricks up the sleeve and, and, and like, what else can I can I bring out of my arsenal that, that um, yeah, that just keeps things fresh and, and just keeps hopefully my perceived popularity going uh, for as long as I can. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, though. Haven't you recently aligned with the gold standard? Does that not officially make you a heel now, Simon? No, I don't say so goals. No, no, no. So this is what this is what I mean by the street. Please correct me. Please correct me. They yeah, seem like no, bad no, guys to me. I could be wrong, but they are. They, oh, they, they <laughs> and, and I'm told that it's like a Disney movie. I'm allowed the old swear. They have been they have been dickheads for a long time. Um, they 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 uh, they they had a hand in um, doing everything they could to make sure I wasn't the Evo champion uh, earlier in the year. But they've uh, they seem to have had a change of heart mercifully. Um, and and this is where I go back to the whole stewardship thing. I like to think that I've had some sort of influence there. Um, on them as characters and, and wrestlers they want to be because uh, lord knows they've been talented enough to, to be um, you know the guys to carry any company for a long time so um, yeah the gold standard have now switched allegiances and and, and are fully fledged good guys and it was it was really apparent how relieved some of the evolution wrestling fans were at our last show that we had in Hungerford um, I think every match other than my own had some some sort of gold standard involvement in it and yeah, I think I think the kids just you know it, it's it's almost like DX back in the day. It was like it's just they they were they were cool bad guys for a long time, and now it's okay to cheer them. So I haven't aligned with them. I'm I'm certainly on the same page with them. Some of their right. some of their new fans. I stand corrected. Um, you're, you're, you're not getting gold standard questions yet. I feel I, I feel like I'm I, I I'd be a bad fit for them. I I think I'm too old and boring uh, for these young up and cameras and their flashy moves and flips and cross chopping etc it'd look a bit awkward if i start doing that i don't think anyone wants to see that but um, but no I, we, we certainly are we are on the, on the same page for evo at least um we'll, we'll come back to united at some point where i, I go into my complicated relationship with my brother but it's uh it's uh yeah it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a good time at evo it's um Absolutely. On great shows let's bring up some pictures and there you are as the uh, evo champion of course yeah um and uh, some great pictures here i think these are pictures courtesy of bear vision so thank you very much for this um, an awesome photographer. Uh, we, we always get some good pictures on here from Bear Vision and uh, your time in Evolution Wrestling, especially. Yeah. And uh, I mean, when well, you first came, I mean, I can't know every independent wrestler in the UK. God forbid I try. Yeah, I try. Job. And uh, I, I know a fair few of them, but uh, like I say, with me, trips up and down the country and everything but you you came onto my radar when i interviewed cj rawlings back in march i think it was and he was talking about the the vacant evolution wrestling uh, title at the time and they were i think they, they just had a show where um, it, he faced yourself in the final of the tournament yeah. to crown the new champion and of course uh, gold standard came out as a no contest um, I think you'd probably beaten Jim Hunter in the semi-final. He'd beaten Jack Selstrom, and it was yourself and CJ. Tremendous talent. I, I love CJ so much. I think he's had a, a pretty phenomenal year himself. And I think Incredible. there's so much more to come from him. Um, but then it went to... So after that, the next show, uh, you had a ball rope match. 
um, against uh, is it Liam Jones, if I'm not mistaken? Liam Jones. Yes. Um, and uh, it was this match here uh, to crown um, the vacant Evolution Wrestling Championship. And it's just a few stills from that match. And uh, I've got to say, it looks pretty intense, as you would expect a ball rope match to be. Um, but tell us a bit about, because I don't think I've ever interviewed a guest that's been a part of a ball rope match. Um, it's a stranger question and a stranger fact as that might be. What was that like to be in there with Liam Jones in the ball rope match for the title? Oh, man, you, you had to be in the zone. I mean, the, 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 I'll come back to CJ in a minute because I want, I want to chat about him for a bit as well. Yeah, sure. He, he, sort of, he, was, he was involved in the build-up. But um, that ball rope match was, um, for, someone, yeah, for, for someone who's at my level, and had as many matches as I've had. That was a pretty thrown in at the deep end type of match to have. Um, you know, I've always been a fan of these sort of gimmick matches. Who isn't? You know, I'm a child of the Attitude Era. It's, it was exciting but terrifying. You know, you think, oh, how can we up the ante? What's popular? What's what's going to satisfy a crowd? How do we not make it boring? You know, and and at the same time, I don't want to kill myself, um, and, and I don't want to go over the top. This uh, it was it was. It was, I love the prep for it. I, lo I love the story of myself and Liam. Um, Liam was a big part of that match because, uh, you know, a bit of backstory there. He was the first time I won the belt. He was the champion. He didn't get pinned in the triple threat. So he's always felt like he's had this claim to the heavyweight title, um, which he'd already fought hard for and, and never felt like he never lost. Uh, so he, that, that was his burden there. He also trained me, Liam. He's, he's the head coach at, at Next Gen. So he was, um, he, he, maybe, I don't know, a bit of green-eyed monster. Um, seeing, seeing the success I had, he felt like he had to step in and, and, and get involved. Um, the ball rope match there was just to add the other level of intensity. Myself and Liam have probably had five or six matches now um, in, the, in the last few years. We've had some pretty intense ones. We've had some pretty violent ones. From, uh, this, this was kind of the next iteration of it. Like, what, how can we just bottom this all out? And uh, yeah, so some of the stuff that happened in the match. I mean, we had like you know, the the the, the stand, standard Lego, um, the, the the trash cans, the tables, uh, and by the end of it, the the canvas was even ripped up to be uh, to first well for eventually for me to power drive Liam on on on, on the hardwood. It was um, that was a hot crowd, and and, and wow. I, I will put over uh, Wooden Hall where that was as again, it's like one of our mainstay locations in Gloucester because it's uh it's, it's in the heart of Gloucester we always sell out the show every time it's a low ceiling so the sound just like if the crowd's there it's just it's just booming it's rocking and they're absolutely eating it up and and uh and yeah I came away from that feeling that match probably for two three weeks if I'm being honest um a few bumps really and, wow. and, and debates with my wife at night about whether I should be going to any or not but yeah <laughs> it's fine we just get advice we'll be all right we'll be all right and uh and then yeah, just just push on. So it's um again, it's one of those things like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna win a belt, I'm gonna I'm gonna earn it. It's, it's not in my nature to find shortcuts. It's not in my nature for you know without without being too inside baseball to to politic my way to it. I'm I'm gonna be a champion in in spirit and and in and in purpose. So um, yeah, again, or a match, fine. Throw me in it, and I'll try and knock it out of the park as best I can uh, to, to earn that 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 slot on the card. Well, tell us about CJ then, CJ Rawlins, because, uh, uh, like I say, you've, you've, I think you've had your battles, um, but certainly that final. When I spoke to CJ, he said that um, he, he loved that match because of the different dynamics between you and him. Um, and like I say, although it went to a no contest, uh, he thoroughly enjoyed that match with yourself uh, in the final of the Evolution uh, title tournament. Uh, what, what are your recollections? And, and, and tell us your few words about yeah. CJ, because he's phenomenal so, talent. 
He, he absolutely is. So CJ, for me, CJ Rawlins is the benchmark for what Brit rest should be right now. He represents, he's, he's in the absolute sweet spot where he's got, I think, just, just over a decade of experience. I think he's been doing it for about 10 years now. Yeah. Um, but he's also massively talented. Um, got an incredible look. He's very, very, very trendy, popular look at the moment. Um, he's in incredible shape. He's charismatic. And he's what, like the kids like um so i did lock horns with cj in the final that gold rush tournament um but yeah i, I i'd had a match with lee hunter um that night he'd had a match with jack selstrom and we it was just a case of us just throwing bombs and like just just sort of seeing who that man was and we didn't find out so i do feel like there's unfinished business between myself and cj and it's a because of that match and not finding out who who is the better man uh, for lack of a better term, he is very, very popular at Evo, so he's almost becoming the uh, the, the rock to my Austin on a smaller scale. But he's it's, it's kind of that dynamic, um, and you know, again, you got to be to be the best. You got to like test yourself against the best. Um, but yeah, he, if he's the benchmark of what Brit Rest is in the UK right now, then I need to know how I measure up against him, um, and I need to know if he's the man to eventually. Uh, like head up Evo or any other promotion that I'm part of, I want him to know that it's not easy. If that makes sense, so I'm probably trying to book myself into a match with him at this point. But it's uh, he, he's someone I feel like I've got a lot of unfinished business with. I tasted it, I tasted it, and I, and, and I liked it, and, and I want to see what happens with the prep time in the right setting between myself and CJ. Absolutely. And uh, I want to talk about a couple of other opponents. And uh, we since winning the championship, you, you've had uh, a championship title defence against uh, Jack Selstrom. Um, and you had a match against Yeston, I think, in uh, June. Um, yeah. June the 3rd, uh, Levi Cooper, I think, was a non-title match. I think you faced Brandon Lee as well. It was a, a very promising uh, young up-and-comer of uh, Joel Redmond School, all-star wrestling south. I know Brandon very well. Um, and more recently, I think it was only a few weeks ago, in, in the month of August, you had a rematch, a submissions match against Yeston Reese for yes. the um, EVW title. And a, a tremendous match, so much drama, wonderful action. Once again, gold standard, uh, getting... Get, get involved. Um, but uh, talk to us about some of them opponents, and in particular, Yeston, who you've had a couple of amazing matches with. I think there's definitely some unfinished business between yourself and Yeston. Um, and uh, let's say getting to step in there with some of them names must be a real thrill for you. It's, do you know what, the best thing about this championship run that I'm on is that all those those five names that you mentioned there, um, they're all completely different wrestlers at different points of their careers. Um, so it's been a challenge just trying to keep up and, and the prep that you got, you have to go into those matches from the research that like the background checking of them. How am I going to adapt my style? How am I going to be able to be as entertaining as I can without, um, you know, leaving open any blind spots has been, it has been an, it's been an absolute joy. And fortunately I've come out on top of all of them. Right. Um, just some of the names there, Jack Selstrom, I mean, five star Jack, NXT UK, a guy that um, literally yeah, I mean, you know, again, just a bit of background, just because he got caught up in a bit of traffic, but we literally only had 10 minutes before we went through the current of that match. And then, and really? Wow. But that, but again, that was like, it was, it was great because he's an absolute pro and, you know, he, 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 we managed to get to get a really insane match uh, out of the, the different dynamic. And he was an absolute gentleman um, and someone I wish all the, all the, um, all the best for, because, uh, and, and probably isn't booked enough, if I'm being honest, just because, again, character, presence. Honestly, in the ring with him, that was probably, the most 
as you know, at, at that point, it was the most technical match I've had to do. Being six foot six, as you can imagine, I don't get to do much tech wrestling in, in my particular style. Um, but it was, it, was, it, was, it was a certain challenge that I had to unlock. And you know, eventually, I, I got my hands on him and just threw him about a bit. And, and, and that sort of put me back on top. So that was great. I mean, I, I think probably then that was only second to Joel Redmond, which, oh, my word, like I, I had him in Yate um, again apart from today i think probably the hottest day of the year just very very sweaty environment between me and joel um a guy who's just so i mean what what's what can you say about joel oh he's, he's on point he's, isn't he he's one of the best wrestlers in the world without shit. doubt yeah i i wouldn't go so far as being cocky and arrogant so i kept up with him because he was probably just being nice to me just to test test, like, uh, test me out um but he, but he was he was again like absolute pro like just go out there and and everything's on the fly you know and uh, again it's a, a different type of match different type of dynamic you can't go into those matches with with anything planned you just have to feel the crowd and i think that's what i learned from that experience was just go with the grain like um and, and that was probably from an experience point of view my favorite match of the year was just just myself and joel in, in that one because again if i hadn't have got myself into shape this year as i had i don't think i would have been able to keep up with him as well as i did um so that was that was that was a, that was a rewarding experience um evo guys Le levi cooper is um an absolute firecracker um i had to sort of drift into the the the, the darker side of the panto for that one just because he's another popular kid and that was it that was a, that was a really really fun match with him um, but he's one of these guys that ever since I walked through the door and started training, he was the one that everyone points to, Levi Cooper, as the guy who, who's got the most chance of making it big. Who's going to be in WWE one day? It's going to be Levi Cooper. And he's, he, again, if you come to any Evolution Wrestling shows, you see he's one of the kids love. He's one that he's, he's one of the adults love. He's, he's, he's a proper little Jeff Hardy of our, of our, of our promotion. So that was an honor to, to work with him and, again, try and keep up with him for different reasons. And, and I think he landed on me. With a few different flips i think he was he had the the, the attitude of i'm just going to throw everything at simon and i don't, I don't care how um the, the damage i inflict he wants to make a point you know and and uh you know we we got to share a moment after that match i got to tell him how i felt on the microphone just because you don't you don't my respect you know I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nobody in that respect but it's uh, i had to tell him like you just you you're the shit, mate <laughs> so that's, like, really, you, cool. You that's really cool yeah yeah um and so that that was that was awesome and then brandon lee oh my god I, i've i've been a fan of brandon lee for a long time putting all these guys over like it's because because um they, they all try and be horrible they all try and be wrong but it's uh, um they're, they're, they're not they're, they're all like really cool guys and really really like just absolutely pros and that's what i got respect for it's it, it's the pros in the ring and brandon lee was just someone i'm on the wavelength same wavelength with uh for a lot of things and, and he's obviously putting in the hours of the asw oh, training yeah, school him 100%. and nathan who I, who I haven't worked with nathan yet but I, i've met him a couple of times now and again just another young lad with and they've all got their heads switched on and um i can't i can't put those boys over enough they're just 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 tremendous solid workers um so those are all the nice opponents those are the guys that had a lot of fun and <laughs> came away from the night with a smile face and then you get yes reese right he's who's who competitively um like like i said on a personal level he's done wonders for me i'm part of his plan um he, he, I, I can't recommend his services enough in the ring though Total dick. It all started after the, the, the ball rope match. Kicked me in the questicles. Um, set out his, his, his stall. It's like he was the guy. Before I even started training, Justin Reese was the guy at Evolution Wrestling. He was the alpha male. He was the one. He was the John Cena. He was the, he was the Hulk Hogan that would come in and be the good guy. And this was his heroic return. He actually had a match with CJ Rollins um, that night. And uh, and yeah, I've done it again. Green Eyed Monster. I seem to sort of bring it out of people. Decided to turn on me. Um, I thought he was offering me a show of respect, and then it just became um, 
yeah, all, all about him. Um, you know, when, when you look like he, he does and you've got the influence he does, he's obviously an Evo management here because he, he managed to duck me when I wanted to face him and, uh, and, and sort of arrange other matches that like to, to, to benefit him. And then it all came to a head in, in Eva Evolution Wrestling when he was the fully fledged number one contender. And that came to a bit of a dubious finish at the end, which we won't get in, which we won't go into. Um, but basically I, I won and he wasn't happy with the result, felt like it was a dodgy call. Um, campaigned for the rematch, which became a submission match, which again, not being tech rest minded myself, I mean I can well there it is, I can I can I, I know my way around a wrist lock and, and a cross face and, and an STF, but you know, when you've got like a 300 pound piece of iron, you know, who's, who's, who's not going to bend or break easily. That was hard. That was hard. Again, like the wrestling fan in me just, just loves beating the snot out of like um, each other. I, I love the physicality of it, but that was a physical match. And I, uh, there have, there have been few matches where I've been like yeeted and launched. And there's one suplex in that match that if you catch the glimpse of it, he does like a proper like toss suplex and sends me over his head and I go absolutely flying. You know, we stood next to each other, John. I'm not a small guy, right? Like, I, I, he, he, it was you're a big guy, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, but but, I mean, he's just a freak of nature. Another level, another level. Like, I I don't think there's many people on him that like him uh, on the scene. He's just he, he again is what the five year old in me would imagine a wrestler would look like, larger than life. Um, you know, fortunately, with again, I said it's karma. You know, you, you kind of. You kind of live, live. You, you be an asshole, and then dickhead things are going to happen to you. And that's what happened in that match. Unfortunately, this is where gold standards felt like they had to stand up for me, which is good because I've, I've been campaigning for so long. There we go to um, to sort of stand up for what was right, stand up to bullies, and, and, and a number of them in that faction were on the end of that. So clearly, something got through to them, and, and, and yeah, I was grateful for the assist they provided at the end after a bunch of other shenanigans. Um, but yeah, so it has been this summer has just been nuts. It's been a whirlwind. The opponents have had the evolution wrestling shows have been top notch as well. I can't, I can't, I can't fault them. Um, and yeah, long, long may it continue. It's, um, it's something I'm working hard on to, to make as entertaining as possible. Absolutely. And uh, another group I want to talk about is United Wrestling. Uh, based in Oxford, uh, they perform out of the Tap Social. Certainly, uh, what uh, a this venue. year, what a uh, venue. An incredible venue, um, and, and the two shows that I've worked there as a backstage interviewer, phenomenal shows, literally, legitimately two of the best shows I've seen in 2023 with some of the best matches. Um, but, uh, I mean, your last match, your your, your last oh. show, the last show there, you had a surprise opponent in the shape of uh, Big Wavy, uh, Roy Johnson. So uh, it, it was another hot day, probably as hot as it was today in the Tap Social. Always gets a bit hot and steamy in the Tap Social. Um, but a wonderful crowd, uh, a big-time opponent for yourself, and a big-time win as well, Simon. Uh, Talk to us a bit a bit about your relationship with United because they're another company that have kind of uh, really you know pushed you, uh, supported you, given you great opportunities, given you great matches, um, and that match against Big Wavy demonstrated all of that. Yeah. So, firstly, um, you know, although he, he jumped me at the start and you know, flipped me off when I tried to extend a handshake to him at the end of the match, I do want to put out congratulations to. Uh, to to Big Wavy on his engagement. I just saw on Instagram earlier today, so so congratulations, Roy Johnson, on on uh, on on your new engagement. That's fantastic news. The pictures look stunning. Um, so I just want to get that out there. Um, that he he was again another like a bit a bit like a Justin Reese, just another big dude who who could throw me around um, at, at his at his mercy. Um, but yeah, again, like this is this is the beauty of United, right? Like anything can happen. 
I think any and every show that I've been a part of, that was day 11, I think. Um, day 11. That was day 11, yep. And I've been the part of it since day five. Exactly. And I've been part of it since day five. And honestly, every single show at United, um, they've got that sweet spot where they, they don't like oversaturate their shows and, and, and like it, it keeps it special. And, and I always feel like with United, I mean, if, if I'm going behind the curtain here, um, I, I, I like to call it my sort of United family. There's, there's me. There's Odyssey, there's Josh Folds, um, you know, uh, memes as well. Like we, we kind of, it's only really chance to sort of like our circuits like crossover, and we end up just sort of a tremendous amount of respect because I feel like given that we're all quite new to the business in the grand scheme of things, we all we all meet up and and sort of see how we will progress in those sort of like five or six weeks between the United shows. It's like a good showcase for us to just sort of like get behind each other. So I've never had been to a show with such a good vibe as as um as as united it's it's probably and, and also again without sort of you know knocking them off too much as uh I, I tend to be captain kiss ass when it comes to these things but i i do i do love i do love what they stand for uh, you know the, the whole inclusivity part of it um it aligns again with my purpose and values not only in character but as i am as a person um i mean the first match i was a part of again it was a last minute thing like mike baker and pete put um put, put their faith in me to, as a last minute replacement on day five and the main event that, that day was Josh Folds against uh, Mandy, uh, Mariah May. Um, yeah. And that was, uh, that, that was the best. I mean, I, again, I feel bad saying intergender match because it was just a, such a cracking match. Like, I was jaws on the floor. Like, this is insane. I, 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 you know, don't get this where I come from sort of thing. It was like, it's just this whole level playing field of, of, of equality. Um, since then, stuff that's been going on with Kira Chimera and Scotty Rourke has been some of the best stuff in, in, in Brit Rest, like from a story perspective. Um, match perspective it's um again it's it's a very special show that um you know i sort of have to pinch myself that that i'm being a part of and then yeah obviously the last united show that we had um <laughs> to sort of come out and find that uh, i actually had a, a, some support from 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 a simon section which was which can call me completely off guard it was um i was i was, I was absolutely speechless there there we are those lads honestly they is uh, it, it nearly choked me up because I was like, oh, what's going on here? Like, I've actually got like local support away from away from my home promotion. This is this is amazing, and those chaps are brilliant. I mean, they've been coming since the start of the year, I think, and they've always been very supportive. Um, they they came to like a meet and greet we did in Oxford Covered Market, and they came along and just said how much they love the shows and, and how much they enjoy watching us mm -hmm. and what we do. So shout out to them. They they they're, they're they've almost become part of the show, and um, not just for me, but for everyone there. So. A great vibe and a great atmosphere at United. It's, it's there's a reason they sell out all of their shows as well because everyone wants to be a part of it. And the fact that it's in a brewery and in a stunning view, um, stunning venue like the Tap Social helps. I mean, you get some of the pictures back from it. And it's like you get all the lights and it's just again very surreal, very surreal experience and something I'd recommend even if you you're a talent that's not on the card just just come and watch an experience because I think it's for the people involved. Um, it's they always come away from it feeling like it was a special occasion. Yeah. Yeah, they really are doing something different. I told the the guys behind the scenes that they, you know, a lot of promoters, a lot of promotions could learn a thing or two by visiting them and watching how they put their shows on. But I think three of my favourite matches have, have come from United this year, and it was Aluna Blue versus Scotty Rourke two shows ago, Chapter Ten or Day Ten. Uh, truly phenomenal main event, just mind blowing what those two put on. Um, and I think on the same show there was a four way for the undisputed championship. I think it's memes. Charles oh, Crowley, yeah. Truman Roswell, uh, Jackson Hart, 
Um, just wow, wow, wow. Just a phenomenal match. Brilliant uh, match they put on. And then at the last one, Scotty Rourke versus Kyra Kamira. Um, wow, again. And I know they've got a, I think, a chain match coming up at the October show. And speaking of the October show, there that you are. And you're one. going to be going up against memes uh, for the United uh, Undisputed Championship. Uh, or however memes might like it to be described. But uh, uh, memes, the current champion versus Simon Quest, the number one contender. Now, there was a little bit of a fun storyline that happened at day 11 uh, where he tried to recruit you into the meme team. You left him hanging until the very end of the show and you uh, got back into the ring, had a meme team T-shirt on. We thought that you were, you know, you've been... Uh, <laughs> Sold down the sold down the river, or uh, you know, you've been uh, sold to the devil. You rip the t-shirt off, and the match is on for October the 29th, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Monsters Bash Two. Um, yes. And I'll just bring up that graphic again because it will just remind me, hopefully, of the date. Um, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's October the 29th. It is. Um, if it's wrong, then I turn up at the wrong date. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, a, a fun day. But looking ahead to Monster ba Monster Bash Two. And once again, that could be another bit of, uh, it could be Simon Three Belts. Um, but oh, that's going to be a fun match. And I think with uh, the fan support that you have from the Simon section, um, I think I know who the fans are going to be behind in that match for sure. I hope so. So so all the niceties aside, and all the stuff I said about United and, and, and the great stuff is is true. One, one thing I will say from a professional point of view um, and my own personal story is I have been climbing the ladder very slowly and a very rickety ladder where the rungs keep splitting for one reason or another, sabotage or otherwise. So I will give them credit that Pete recognised this and has afforded me the opportunity to be in a, in a championship match, uh, earning it through a number one defenders contest with, with Wavy. So I feel like I've, I've sort of watched memes from afar and... <laughs> I, how do you how do you talk about memes without talking about he is a character i'll give him that right he's an absolute personality he's an entertainer and there's a big part of me that wants to get behind him but he's just an asshole and that's the problem and i think a lot of the united fans are getting to a point now where they just want to see a change and if i'm the guy to deliver that change then i'm going to do everything in my power to do it and this this match in on october 29th with memes is i mean i've got a list in front of me of big matches and that's up there this is this is one of if not the most important match of the year and, and me seeing out by 2023 um i kind of smell blood a little bit as well if i'm being honest i don't know if you're sensing it as well but he he, he was trying to recruit me and i don't know if that's because he's having a little trouble holding on to what he's got um, I feel like the Odyssey, maybe the, the, the Odyssey themselves. Um, again, Artemis and, and there's cracks guys, forming, I, isn't there? There's definitely cracks forming. Really, yes, a little well, bit of desperation from memes. I feel. Where were they? Where are they? I, I feel like he feels like maybe he's, they're, they're maybe growing a bit too big for him, and quite rightly so because they're just two talented individuals. And, and I kind of, I mean, they put on an absolute stunner um, with uh, Act Two at oh. the last United show. It is an absolute banger. And again, it's again. I talk about seeing them every show and just how they're growing, getting better and better and better. And I'm seeing it like they, they they can stand on their own two feet. They they walk around those two belts, but they're they're merited and earned. Um, whereas memes, I feel like he's maybe been using them as a bit of a leg up, a bit of a crush. So to sort of, he obviously identified myself as someone who could potentially fill that role, and I was happy to string him along as as long as I was uh, having a bit of fun. Uh, and then yeah, break him out of the spirit to to close out the show. And I've got to say. 
picking up that belt, and it's a gorgeous belt as well. You know, I don't know if you had the privilege, you've done the privilege of holding it yet, but it's one of the heaviest belts on the scene. It's, it's it reminds me of the big gold. And to hold that above my head, it was like, yeah, this just feels right. So hopefully, hopefully, it's uh, time for a change on, on October the 29th, and, and I look forward to it. Halloween shows, by the way, uh, are one of my sort of favorite things as well. Like not even just at United anywhere. I, I love Halloween shows. It's good. Like, it's my favorite time of year anyway, outside of wrestling. So um, I can't put over that show enough just because you will have a great time. It's, uh, everyone puts the extra effort in. Everyone gets in the spirit of things. Big main event. Well, I don't know where I'm on the card yet, but big match for me uh, on, 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 on that show. Um, so any support you can, you can bring, get your tickets now because it's, it's, it's going to sell out quick. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we have had a ton of questions come in. I'm gonna, uh, I, I will be reading them all out before we finish. But uh, a couple that have come through recently. Now, now United Wrestling. Uh, thank you for watching at home, United Wrestling. Um, but Questicles. Now, I seem to remember. Did you do a promo in the ring at the last show? Uh, maybe trying to come up with a name for your for your fan base. Um, did I did I hear that you might be suggesting that they could be called the Questicles, which you know might be. It could catch on could, could be a t-shirt um is that right <laughs> yeah uh, it 100 will be a t-shirt i've got the designs ready to go so look out for that on my socials but no again i'm very much a guy who likes to live in the moment jonas and it, i don't know, I, you know I, i've used that vernacular before the the, the questicles piece um, i love it usually so uh and i thought you know what there was uh, back in the day I, I remember test did something with uh with testicles and it didn't quite catch on but i thought that's a different era different time united's a bit more edgy um so yeah, I went with it, and that's, that's sort of—I almost asked them in the promo. I said, "Can I call you my questicles? That's not too crass." And there we go. We've got, we've got a round of chance of questicles for, for for the next sort of twenty seconds. So, yeah, it's uh, that's stuck on, and, and as you say, it will be a T-shirt. Questicle Club uh, accepting members. Awesome, awesome. And uh, let's see, we got the, the Playboy Prince uh, packet, Peckham Playboy hack. And so uh, thank you so much for watching. Um, he said that uh, I'm guessing that the two of you had a match at uh, United last nice. October, saying it was his favourite match of uh, 2022. So the Peckham Playboy Hakan is watching. And uh, would you like to share any words with, uh, with Hakan, who uh, uh, clearly enjoyed the match that you had um, almost a year ago? Oh my god! So, so again, that was my last, the last minute um, match for me. Last, I think it was last April uh, in 2022. I was brought in. I wrestled Hakan. Um, didn't know anything about him. I was, I was still brand new to the scene. Uh, I, I saw the the look on his face, and I told him I'd only had like 10, <laughs> 10 matches at that point. I was very, very green. And he's like, "There, look at me! Like you've only had ten matches. Okay, who's trained you? Okay, what are we going to do?" Sort of thing. Um, and yeah, like, like even just then, he's a very, very experienced all-rounder, all-rounder, very, very um, accomplished heel and, and bad guy. Again, uh, very, very good at what he does, and learned a lot just from that experience. Um, so much fun, in fact, that yes, it, it sort of came back round, and um, I, was, I was booked in a trick or treat match. Which uh, again, I, I, I love, I love passion, I love enthusiasm, and, and Hacken approached that match with um, exactly the right amount of. Uh, of enthusiasm as, as I as I did, so getting in there, throwing chairs at each other, kicking pumpkins off heads, splatting each other with with um, skeletons. You know, you, we talked about the ball rope match earlier being like unique and brutal. This was just brutal and hilarious, and, uh, and yeah, just again some really funny stuff. I think he, I, I even dunked him, bobbing for apples at one point. Which um, <laughs> again, like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I'm ever going to be in a situation like that again. It was it was crazy. I, I understand that again. You get you're in for more trick or treat shenanigans at, at Monster Bash too, and uh, on the card. But that one's got a bit more sort of 
bloodlust attached to it um, with, with Josh and Mike. So that, that's going to be a, a bit more of a serious affair. But that being said, the brutality is still going to be a big part of it. But Hakan himself, yeah, I, 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 lots of love for him. And, and we're now actually really good friends. It's a, a healthy respect I've got for him professionally. He's a good guy. Absolutely. And uh, even United said that uh, the match with uh, Hakan was an absolute belter. Um, and uh, United, again, um, there may be a riot uh, October the 29th if you do not win. Uh, so, I'm going to try uh, the hardest. Try the hardest. <laughs> there we go. Uh, tell us a little bit about your wrestling fandom, because uh, thinking yes. back to the beginning of this interview, I think you said that you've been a lifelong wrestling nut for as long as you can remember. Yeah, so look, full, full cards on the table, guys. Um, I know you can't tell it from my youthful good looks, but I'm a bit more advanced than the average uh, rookie. Um, so if I tell you that my earliest wrestling memory was The Undertaker's debut at Survivor Series in 1991, that sort of gives the game away about how old I actually am. Um, but no, I have been a, a, a lifelong fan of it. it ever since it was, um, it's funny actually, because I watched the CJ podcast and he talked about wrestling the, the wrestling games getting him into into wrestling and i yeah. had a similar thing when i was a kid it was it was the, it was the toys didn't know anything about wrestling but um merits as it was there a bit of a blast from the past you sort of i think i think i picked up sort of two or three of the has old hasbros um which i wish i kept hold of now given the, the current market value for them but yeah. it's uh, and that, that's what got me into it and then i was going to the video shop and i was getting all the coliseum video uk rampage stuff and, and getting more and more into it um, so I, I was a big, big fan as a kid. Now, the other thing about me, which a, a lot of people close to me know, is I've actually got six brothers. Um, so I've got, I come from a big, big family. And all of us were wrestling mad. So there was a period there in the late 90s where, where everyone was into wrestling. And, and my mum actually had to switch off. She was, it was an enforced ban from wrestling because we were just, she was sick of furniture breaking, people getting gashes in their heads, people a bit like, you know, the, the damage we were causing. And it wasn't until the sort of later years when I was a bit more grown up did um, I get it was the games that brought me back into it. It was, it was like the attitude um, SmackDown games on PlayStation. I started playing. It's like, oh, big boss man, I recognize him. I remember him from when I was a kid. And uh, and, and it got me back into it. And I started watching the, the latter end of the attitude area, what they call the, the boom period, that, that sort of early 2000s, uh, you know, Rock Austin. Uh, that I never really was into WCW at the time. It was just, it was, I was just, a, I still am a massive WF, WWE fanboy. Absolutely loved the Hardys, just absolutely captivated me. I, I was very much a Grebo myself back in the day with the, with the skater boys and the, and, and, the, and the studded belts and the punk rock. And, and the, the Hardy boys just called to me at that time and, and, and everything they stood for because they represented what modern wrestling was. And I just thought, this is insane. This is so much better than it was when I was a kid. And ever since then, it's just, yeah, it's been that one thing that's bonded me and my family. It's just our love of wrestling. Like we've all, we've all got very different personalities, all into our own stuff away from wrestling, different career paths. But the one thing that we've, we've kept us so close and, and um, uh, over the last couple of decades is our love for wrestling. We've traveled, gone to SummerSlams, gone, gone abroad. Um, yeah, so I've been a lifelong fan of, of, of wrestling. I've, been, I've, been, I've done the backyards, I've made the belts out of cardboard. Um, yeah, it's it's a big thing. I've done the e-feds. I was really nerdy. I was like one of those guys that would like role play online and like to, to, to create my own character and stuff like that. So um, it's I a used to run them back in the day. Used to run a, a play by mail wrestling game. Whatever happened to them? The internet came along. Yeah, It became less niche, and I think we just we got we were exposed to felt a bit silly doing it. But it was so much fun, right? And it meant so much. So it is a wonder it took me so long to actually just you know what grow some balls and step into the ring. But here I am, and I've got this thirty years of watching wrestling wrestling catalog in, in my head. 
Well, 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 tell us about that because we um, discussed this uh, off air before we went live. And uh, like I say, you, you got into the wrestling business. You started uh, training maybe uh, slightly later than many of the youngsters that get into the business nowadays. Everyone. So, 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 yeah. what, what, what was kind of the inspiration? What was that that spark that made you think, right? I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a school. I'm going to get some boots. I'm going to step through them doors and start hitting the ropes and, you know, live out my dream. Uh, but to tell us a bit about that inspiration, that moment that drove you to do it. Right. So it, it, it's, I, I told him I'd end up speaking about him at length, and this is probably the best chance to, to do it. So Dale Johnson, who you've probably heard of and seen on the scene, he is the youngest of my brothers, believe it or not. You know, you don't look at, you know, uh, but he's the, he's the youngest out of all of us. And he was the one who finally got the courage to find a wrestling school and step in the ring and do it. Now, by this point, I, I, you know, I'm already telling myself, oh, I'm too old for marathons and I'm not going to get into anything like that. You know, I'm a dad of two. This is my life now, you know, career focused, focused corporate bank assignment. Um, that was that was my that was my thing. Um, and then Dale, actually, you know, being a naturally gifted and talented and athletic guy. I mean, I remember when he was five, he was hitting me with whispering and winds off the sofa um, onto, onto the floor. Like, he's just, he was just naturally sort of wrestling was his thing. He went and did it. And we were just all so proud of him as a family for actually finally being this this this, this wrestler. And I, I would go to his shows and I'd be his biggest cheerleader in the crowd because I'm like, yes, come on, Dale, just do it, just do it. But every time there's an intermission or break, I'd be sort of like walking around the ring and I'd be caressing the apron on my fingers or I'd be pulling at the ropes and thinking, what if, you know, what, what if I did it? What, what, what if I got involved? Nah, maybe I'm too old for it. Well, maybe I'm not sort of thing. Um, never really sort of thought about it too seriously. And then, yeah, the world shut down. COVID happened and everything got put on hold. Um, my mental health took a knock. I think a lot, of, most, most of the world's did from, from like inactivity. And I told myself, you know what? Life's too short. I've been a wrestling fan for, for my whole year, for, for my whole life, sorry. I've been a wrestling fan for, for so long. I've never even set foot in a wrestling ring as a fan. I've got no idea what it's like to take a bump, no, it's like, no idea what it's like to run ropes. When the world opens up again, God damn it, I'm going to be a wrestler. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to have one match, one match. That's what I want to do. I just want to be able to tell my kids one day that I've had a match. And I did it. I went, I went for it. So... As stop start as the world was at that time through 2020, 2021, wrestling schools opened, wrestling schools closed, they opened, they closed. We were allowed to, we weren't allowed to. Um, and I did, and, and Dale, to be fair to him, twisted my arm and said, right, we're opening up again. You said you're gonna come down, come on, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not holding back. And it was funny, because I, like, I was so nervous, I was so nervous about it. It was like, oh my God, like, I'm about to go and actually like train to, to wrestle. And fortunately, the guys there, it was, it was Liam Jones and, uh, UK Dominator were the, were the head trainers at Next Gen at the time. Um, so loads of experience there and they, they probably looked after me and they were very good at sort of shirking my ego and being like, oh, you know, you're a big fella, you'd be very good at this sort of thing. And um, before I knew it, I was, yeah, throwing people about and throwing myself about and I, I sort of never looked back, but I still had in my mind, it was like, all I want to do is just have one match, just one match. And, um, and, and of course I did it, got bitten by the bug and here I am a year and a half into it, holding two belts and on a podcast that streams globally. It's, uh, it's, all, it's all, all very surreal. But yeah, and, and what I like to think is that although, yes, I'm a bit more sort of um, seasoned, a bit more advanced, um, I don't have the wear and tear on my body that, uh, that a lot of people have been in the business for the last 20 years that I've got a tremendous amount of respect for. So um, what, what started off as me going to train and trying to be this guy that would keep up with all the youngsters and, and now thanks to especially the shape I've got myself into this year, is I'm, 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 I like to think I'm one of the more fit people in the room as well. So just from a mental well-being point of view, 
from a physical health point of view, wrestling has just been just given me a newfound restart in life. And, um, you know, I'm just, I, I, if I can cement some sort of legacy out of this, I, uh, from, from just where I've been training and, and what I've been doing at Evo, any other promotions and any other promotions I'm lucky enough to work at. Again, I get an old scrapbook out in 10, 20 years time. I can look back and say, do you know what? Fucking else, I mean, you threw yourself into that and, and, and you did it, you know? And I like to think as well, and again, this isn't me blowing my own trumpet, but I, I would actively encourage anyone in my position who thinks, oh, am I too old to give it a go? I've been a wrestling fan for too long. You, you, you absolutely are not too old to do it. If you've got a modicum of, of athleticism to you, you can do a forward role. You're going to be, you're going to find a place in wrestling as long as you work hard for it and 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 you and, and, and throw yourself at it. Uh, it's funny because I remember one of my ears, excuse my uh, dogs <laughs> making a bit of a cameo. But, uh... It's fine, it's fine. There's a there's a high possibility my kids might pass through the door. <laughs> so we'll, we'll deal with that if that happens. Um, but no, I, one of my earliest memories of meeting Aluna Blue, one of my um, best friends in wrestling, was her telling me about how when she was 21, she was like asking evolution wrestling whether she was too old to start training at 21 did she feel like it's, it's a young person's game and i think we all get held up at this idea that like football like rugby it's one of the things you have to be spotted when you're 14 15 and that's the only way you're ever going to make it and it's really really not like that at all like genuinely anyone listening who who feels like they've got the confidence the passion and the slightest bit of athleticism about themselves um can find a place in wrestling and i'd like to serve as some sort of like inspiration for that i think that's that's one of the legacies i'd like to leave in, in my short-term run that i have mm. and like you say you've, you've been in the business uh, a couple of years and you've made swift progress um like you say there's a number of reasons for that but in that short space of time um i bet there's been quite a few light bulb moments as well hasn't there which has helped to speed up your process and uh progress sorry to speed up your progress and to kind of smarten you up to certain things within the business can you recall any specific light bulb moments um and and how they've helped you it is amazing how long you can watch wrestling as a fan and still not really get it, like from a from a learning point of view. Like I think as a fan, you're so enamored with the, with what you're seeing, and you're invested in all the other stuff. Like you know, we all love wrestling, but we we, we love the storylines, we love the drama, we love the backstage stuff. We would that was some of our favorite wrestling memories would be like my Janae being thrown through the barbershop window, or you know, Stone Cold dropping Triple H from a, like a car, and you know, those sort of stuff. Like oh, I love wrestling because I love that sort of stuff, and then. When it comes to actually learning in the ring, you realize, oh gosh, this is actually like an art form. Like even wrestling from like the like 70s, 80s, 90s today, there is a fundamental basis of technique that you have to have. And you think to yourself, right, I've been watching wrestling for 30 years. Wrestling on the TV now is so far removed from what I was watching in the 80s. And the gap actually isn't there. I think the light bulb for me was like realizing the gap isn't there as big as you think it is. Um, a bit of a segue, well, one of the, the biggest tributes I saw uh, with um, the news of Terry Funk a week ago was Charlie Sterling put on uh, on his Instagram story about how Terry Funk was one of the best at filling the gap, at being an entertainer, about sort of creating space outside the ring, gobbing off of fans. And like the clip he shared, I'm like, that's Charlie. But Charlie does that. That's exactly what, what Charlie yeah. does. He's like, like yeah. for like, you could lift out to Terry Funk from those, those 70s, 80s and put him into a 2023 setting. It, it works. Okay, the athleticism and the moves are a lot cooler and stuff. And that's a big part of it. That's the other side of the coin. But the light bulb for me is that you can draw inspiration and the fun stuff from any generation of wrestling because there's a, there's a universal like just just love that this is an entertainment we don't take it as fans we don't take it tremendously seriously you've just got to be 
a wrestler. And that, that for me is the biggest thing. Like, again, I've only been wrestling a year and a half. I'm by no means experienced, but any new trainees that I come across, the biggest thing I say to them, the, the biggest light bulb for me is just live in the moment. Just, just be, just be, just be a wrestler. Like, you know, there, there's nothing worse than two guys standing in the ring being like trying to work out what the next spot is. Like I, I've, I've sort of got to a point now where just punch in the face, you know, it's, 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 it, you're, you're, you're in a contest, you're in a fight. And, and I feel like, again, that's, that, that's the, that's the biggest light bulb journey for me that I've had over the last year and a half is just, just, just be a wrestler that you, you know what a wrestler is just be a wrestler, study, learn, learn your craft. You know, that, that's, that's the other big thing I would say that you, you have to, you have to watch wrestling to be a wrestler. Um, so yeah, sorry, I waffled on there, but it's no, just um, it's, no. it's sort of brain, brain dump of everything as a training. Yeah, that's great. We have had a ton of questions now, uh, Rob and Ben and one or two others. I will get to your questions before the end of the year, the interview. Uh, please do not worry. But I want to talk a little bit about your, your style and your, your the influences or if you have any influences over your, your style. Because, of course, you're quite unique. You're, you're six foot six. Um, you're, you're a big guy. I mean... When I've seen your matches, both live and on YouTube, you're very reminiscent of kind of early 2000 WWE test. Do you remember test? Oh, well, compliments. Yeah. Tall, athletic, um, and could move around the ring. And I, I think you're, certainly your moveset and your style was very reminiscent of, of test. And I think he was massively underrated as a, as a performer. Should have gone further than he did. Um, but do you have any specific influences or wrestlers that you look up to, um, as strange as that might be, because you're six foot six. Um, but no. <laughs> uh, do you have any influences over there, whether they be big guys or anybody else? I think it depends on um, what I know is coming up and the type of matches I've got to have, um, depending on who I study. Uh, I think that for the last year and a half, I've got a newfound appreciation for guys like John Cena and uh, Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre. Again, not as a fan before, wasn't necessarily the coolest thing to get into. I wasn't, you know, we can all appreciate how good John Cena was at his craft now. And, and, and it's great to see the respect he gets. But at the time, I was one of those guys that was like, oh, you know, Cena sucks and you know, CM Punk and all that sort of stuff. But I, yeah. I, I like the edgy side of it. But now going back and watching his work in, in how he was just, um, just, just larger than life and did everything he could just to be a wrestler and, and, and the fire, um, it's he's definitely an inspiration for me same with drew mcintyre i think the transformation he went through the stuff he did in his indies where he was working his ass off at icw and um stuff like uh what's the other one um what culture wrestling that, that those those pieces like I, I could watch that stuff forever like again because he was a big guy like myself with the same height um yeah uh, and, and and trying to bring in that athleticism along with the with 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 the with the presence love them they're, they're both my sort of two big inspirations in the mainstream i think if i'm um giving the flowers out on a local basis though my two biggest inspirations are joel redmond and bullet um the, the two guys there i've got you know joel gave me the best advice when i was just a trainee i hadn't even made my debut yet i was just um ring crewing an evo show very very early on spoke to uh, joel backstage and even then i was a little bit like oh, joel redmond you know this is like former nxt sort of superstar like uh, it, 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 and, I, and i just started talking to him and i just explained like you know I, I, i've got no idea how to be a good guy i'm six foot six and he gave me the best advice and he said um he said just just be a superhero just be a superhero i was like well great i'm a you know, huge superhero fan just he said that's all the fans want to see just want to see a superhero they want good versus evil and uh and, and that was like that just stuck with me so i was like right well if i'm the face i'm i'm a superhero you know i'm going to be that john cena i'm, I'm just going to be super silent uh, as much as i can and bullet again just i mean i 
I'm so happy to see how successful he's becoming and getting his opportunity and progress. So I think it's been a long time coming. He's another guy who can move really quickly. And he, he, he gave me some advice. Yeah. He watched one of my matches really, really early on. He was at that show. And he gave me advice about just like movement and just protecting my sides a bit more and stuff. He's probably the best big man in the UK at the moment. Um, if, if I'm well, he would have many believe he's the best big man in Europe, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, okay. I'll, 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 Love you, Ben. <laughs> I can't comment on that. But he's, um, you know, again, like I said, the, the, um, the, those two. They're, they're the guys that if I've got a spare 10 minutes in between daily life that I'm, I'm looking up on the tube and just studying what they're up to and what they're doing. You know, a, a lot of that doesn't disregard other wrestlers and their styles, but I'm never going to be um, like a, a Dan Maloney. I'm, ne I'm never going to be like someone massively like technical um, and I'm never going to be an ultraviolet wrestler. You, you think with all the gimmick matches I've had, I, I've got a taste for it. I, I don't, I just seem to find myself in those matches sometimes, but um, I've got a sort of, study the wrestlers that i want to be and um those guys the, the big guys the Seamuses as well um those are the guys the, those are the wrestlers i want to be so i'm gonna borrow and and steal as, as much as i can as and and hopefully bring it all together and put on a, a complete show for people absolutely absolutely You're definitely delivering the goods and, and the other thing that really struck me especially when i've uh, met you and worked with you at united uh, back at the tap social was that uh, you were also a very very good promo guy as well and uh, if, if anybody kind of follows you on instagram they can check out your videos and see you cut other promos or other promotions um but uh, certainly at, at united i've got to kind of see you kind of work in full character uh, and there is the height difference simon i'm sure you're standing on a box there i'm not sure you're standing on a box uh, or maybe I was, I was crouching a little bit just to make the, the talent look more powerful, of course. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, tell us a bit about your your prowess for cutting a promo and cutting it. You seem very uh, comfortable with that sort of thing. You almost kind of relish it, to be honest with you. Has it always been that way? I don't know. I, 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 it's not something I've specifically worked at, if I'm being honest. It's, um, I think because like, a lot of my career outside of wrestling is focused on not public speaking, but certainly speaking in forums where there's a, an audience you have to present and you have to listen. So um, being articulate and um, trying to have the right cadence where you can yeah. is something I've worked hard on in, in my daily life. So I like to think maybe some of that stuff becomes uh, comes natural. Um, I'm also, yeah, and, and the thing is, you, you've seen these promos online and, and I appreciate you saying that they're, they're, they're good. I mean, I'm also a bit of a perfectionist. Like you, you've probably seen one that might be the third or fourth one I've done. Really? Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so we I, all I'm, do I'm that. Though. We all do that. I'm, I'm big enough to admit that. You know, it's just like if, I, if it's something I don't like about it or something I, I fluff up. Um, but no, I mean, you know, I've always said to you with, uh, with, with when I saw you and I saw your your screen uh, with uh, with the John's podcast uh, uh, at the the first time I met you, the, the couple of United shows ago. I was like, yes, we had John's because it just adds that air of. Um, legitimacy for it so again it's like no I'm, I'm getting involved in this i'm getting that microphone i'm making as much as i can as possible because i get to be a wrestler again i get to be a pro wrestler who's who's being interviewed and, and again it gets presented in this lovely way um that doesn't look like it's on my phone uh, in my bedroom you know it's that uh, we, we, we're not we're not fortunate enough to get that sort of stage that you provide at shows so it's, it's, it's really great when we see you there um, and yeah, it's just a case of like, just let's go, let's channel the adrenaline and just just, just be true and just speak what's what's on your mind. That's, that's all you can be. Absolutely. Let's jump to some questions because I've got some uh, uh, viewers that have been very, very patient. And uh, let's see, Ben Parsons again. Thank you, Ben. Uh, question for Simon. Uh, 
what would be your chosen stipulation for the match to unify the CPW heavyweight uh, championship, possibly against uh, Saxon? So when, when Saxon does uh, land back on these shores, I'm sure he's going to want to claim to be the real world's CPW champion uh, against the interim. But uh, that particular stipulation, I think it needs to be a stipulation just to have that big laugh between the two of you. What do you think? So I've wrestled Saxon actually three times now. And I've never beaten him. So he's another one that I need to test my metal against. Funnily enough, we have wrestled under a stipulation before. December 2022 for Evo. Uh, when he was the Evo champion, I was challenging him. We had a bring your own weapon to the match. And he, at that time, he was channeling um, the spirit of Bruiser Brody and swinging a chain to the ring. And, and I bought a table, which I ended up going through myself and losing. So I feel like I wouldn't want a stipulation that was like, two sort of bells and whistly i think i just want a straight up fight man on man but i would also want it to just go if it needs to go so for me personally no dq no dq no holds bars let's just have that have that until we get a winner yes that would be awesome that would be awesome um hopefully we'll get to see that sooner rather than later and uh, we've got uh, rob watching us via youtube thank you rob uh simon soon to be a triple champion uh we sure hope so uh uh, means uh, that doesn't, doesn't want that to happen, of course. We shall see on October the 29th. Uh, let's have a quick look. Um, oh, then again, and uh, very nice. Simon Quest, uh, my little niece's favourite wrestler, um, and uh, soon to be many more, I'm sure. Um, tell us a bit about some of your, your dream opponents. Now, I know this is a fairly stock question, um, mm. but uh, you know, a couple of years into the business, you've ticked off some pretty big bucket list names already that we've spoken about during the course of this interview. But uh, are there any more? I mean, you, you've mentioned Bullet. I don't know if you've been in the ring with Bullet. That would be a pretty tasty no, I, match I, between the two of you. But I would. More? I would like, so Bullet's been on my list for, for a long time. Um, he's someone I, again, just, if I was in a situation where I was wrestling Bullet, I'd be proper channeling that British Bulldog, war, um, Warlord, Royal Albert Hall spirit for that type of match. I feel like that's just two big men going at it. Love that stuff. Um, other other dream opponents, uh, like obviously Niwa's a big art bastard. Um, he's oh, someone I'd like to go, yeah, go, go, go against. Um, sentimentally, I'd like to go one-on-one -on -one with Adonis Payne. I feel like um, me and him could have an interesting dynamic. Similarly, Scotty Rourke as well. He's another one who, who I feel like I could uh, I, I could have some interesting stuff with. Um, just got like, he's just a crazy bastard, and and I, I, he'd probably hit me with stuff I never even knew was possible. Um, who else would it be close to home? Evolution Wrestling, myself and Tommy Sykes, who's one of the young and upcomers. Um, unsung heroes, a gold standard, I might add. Uh, he, I, we've never had a one-on-one -on -one match. He'd be, he'd be one of my dream opponents. Um, th those are sort of like within the realms of. Uh, reality, I think. Um, Tate Mayfair's is another one. Uh, it, 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 a charismatic guy. Uh, I, I, a big, big fan of everything that he's doing at the moment. Um, yeah, there's there's a, there's a really, really long list at the moment. Um, dream opponents, like mainstream wise, like I said, it's, it's the guys I, I grew up with that I just I just big fan with. Fan of. I'd love to wrestle Sheamus one day. I'd love to wrestle um, like Drew McIntyre again. He's like just 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 the guys that I'm, I'm just big fans of that are still out there doing the best they can because. You know, I'm not one to shy away from a challenge, and and uh, yeah, I want to I want to face the very best. 
Absolutely. Now, very soon we're going to ask you for your socials and where my viewers and listeners could reach out and see more of Simon Quest. But uh, just a quick reminder of uh, the remainder of my guests to come throughout the month of September. I've got an all-in-one picture here. Uh, obviously, we've got, we've got Simon, a wonderful guest today. But uh, next Wednesday, I've got uh, the ULT, Josh Spicer, joining me live on the Wrestling With Jonas podcast Wednesday the 13th. The following week, following Monday, Monday the 18th, uh, I've got um, Dave. Sharp from uh, I think it's uh, Brick King Pro, uh, former 4FW owner and trainer. Um, it's going to be great to take a deep dive with, with Dave about uh, uh, the glory years of 4FW and the very exciting uh, future of Brick King Pro. Um, Johnny Quasto, former WWE 205 Live announcer uh, and now stand up comedian, will be joining me on Thursday the 21st. On Monday the 25th, I've got Kamikaze joining me just before he heads back home to Canada. And of course, uh, Kamikaze has been working uh, with Joel and the All-Star Wrestling South guys in Salisbury. So the great to get his take and he's glorious career, uh, North America, Canada, and of course, more recently over here in the UK. Uh, on the 28th, I've got The Stallion, Chris Bronson coming onto the show. Chris, don't do many interviews. That's going to be a, a fun one to watch with The Stallion on the 28th. And of course, Mal Sanders. I recorded already a Legends Masterclass with Mal, and parts one and parts two will be dropping shortly. Uh, but uh, next week, it is about this guy here. Josh Spice will be joining me Wednesday the 13th of September, live on Wrestling with Jonas, 8 p.m. UK time you're not going to want to miss that um but uh, mr quest if uh, any of my viewers or listeners want to reach out want to learn more about you uh want to see some of your footage or some of your awesome promos my friend where can they do so and if it helps i do have a little ticker running along the bottom of the screen there perfect yeah so i'd be, be grateful for any follows any any interest you have in my work i, I put a lot of effort into it um, but I'm most active on Instagram because you know you're, I'm a bit of an e a bit of an egotist and, and I'm vain. I think to be a successful wrestler you have to be. But yeah, my Instagram at sidequest.rest uh, is is probably the most active place I am. I find out about all upcoming shows and title defenses and title challenges. Um, I'm also available on Facebook as Simon Quest dash wrestler as well. Those are the two best ways to get hold of me. Um, and, and within those uh, arenas, you'll see a graphic with other ways to contact me should you need to. Yeah, um, otherwise, it. it's uh, you see, see me face to face. Uh, I, 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 I would be not doing my home promotion justice if I didn't dig out the next big show in Yate Uprising, 16th of September, Saturday, uh, where I do defend my title against uh, Sonam, another big hard bastard that I've got, I've got to see off uh, best I can. And then at the end of September, it's uh, What You Deserve, one of Evolution Wrestling's biggest shows of the year, um, September 30th in Hannover, Bristol as well. So busy back end of September. Um, but yeah, socials or hopefully seeing you face to face. I, I'd, I'd uh, be grateful for any support I get. That's it. Come and see him at the shows. And of course, uh, e oh. Evolution Wrestling are building up to this one here, December the 2nd, Forever Young with uh, Eric Young, uh, current impact, former WWE star. Uh, there you are on the poster with CJ, Charlie Sterling, and uh, Yeston. Yes. Asking me a stacked yes, show. Yes, I don't suppose you know what you're doing for that show yet, but it's uh, an exciting one to look forward to for sure. I, I have not been given that privileged information. I guess it'll depend if I'm still champion by that. Point. Should I be? Uh, I'm on the poster, so they can't take it away from me now. Uh, but no, that is that that show is going to be huge. And I, I'm telling you now, whilst Boxing Day is traditionally our bit, our sentimental biggest show, that Forever Young show will be the the one you can't miss because yeah, Eric Young, I mean, is absolute superstar. Um, that we get to share a locker room with and perform in front of our our great fans. It's an absolute treat. So um, yeah, that one will sell out. Get tickets as soon as possible. 
Absolutely. And I want to big up United Wrestling one more time. Oh, yes. October the 29th, you can see Simon Quest uh, go on his, uh, his quest to become a triple champion against Means for the uh, United Unified uh, Championship and uh, see if Simon Quest can uh, wipe that smile off of Means' face. But uh, Simon, <laughs> it's been awesome having you on uh, the Wrestling with Jonas podcast, episode 318. Uh, but I uh, just want to thank you so much for being an awesome guest, my friend. No, thank you very much, too. I, I'm going to have a cold shower now. I suggest you, uh, you you have a cool beverage or sit in front of a fan for a bit because I'm absolutely melting here. Um, but no, thank you. It's been an absolute honour. And um, yeah, you're, you're, you're a gracious host. Appreciate it. There we go. Simon Quest, see you at the shows and thank you very much.